Hello, I'm Isaac Foster, intern here at the 908, and I just want to make a quick disclaimer that this episode of Shoot Your Shot includes some very vulgar, explicit language that you would not want to have in front of your children. Now remember, life is great in the 908. The name on the front is a hell of a lot more important than the one on the back. Get that through your head! I don't care what the scoreboard says, at the end of the game, in my book, we're going to be winners. I'll make it. You don't do that to a man. He's got a million dollar idea right here. Billion dollar idea. Even better, let him flow. Well, there's nothing like a cold one after a long day, huh? Here's to feeling good all the time. And now, from the 908 studio, this is Shoot Your Shot. Brought to you by 908, where life is great. Welcome back to the show. Shoot your shot, Pulse of the Chosen One. John Gross the Boss Man. John, back in person, me and you, huh? Oh, yeah. It's good to see you. Good to see you, too. Yeah, you know what? You're a handsome guy. I know. You look good. Uh, well, you're wearing a nice little I sweatshirt. Know. Yeah, life is great in the 908 today, John. Uh, I'll tell you what. Is it starting to get a little January, February over here? It's pretty chilly out there. It is so effing cold, Paul. I woke up yesterday. Immediately put on Long John's. I did too. You did too? I, oh, well, you're coming you coming off a big bear trip. Yeah. So you, you're reminded how awesome uh, they yeah. are. Yeah. Well, I put my tights on. You know how those little thermal tights that I have. Oh, for like sports. For sports, yeah. I had to put those on because it was like three degrees in my room. And it was still cold. Three degrees in my room. I left the window open because I don't want it to get stuffy. Mm. You Open know? air is good. Right. It's good for you. But then I couldn't I couldn't do anything. Because I was freezing. So yeah. I just stayed in my covers, you know, holding my feet and whatnot, so my feet didn't fall off. You got to get these cozy socks. I saw Ten- those. These came in the subscription box from Tenny Mox. I have not stopped wearing them since I got the box. They look unbelievable. Ago. Oh, I, You know what, Paul? Your feet have a lot to do with your body temperature. I don't know mm-hmm. if you know that. I heard about that. Cold feet, cold internal temperature. The same thing with your head, right? Yep. Something like that. If well, you keep your head warm, it heats your body up. Mm-hmm. Your ears three, are by important. three times. Uh, yeah, that's why I wear my hood at all times. Because mm-hmm. you know how big my ears are. Like if I if those things get cold, it's over for me. Yeah, yeah. All right, big show. Uh, we have Steve Hoy on the show, the COO of PFCC. We get into some healthcare shit, John. Well, we. <laughs> Basically, just solved healthcare. Yeah, I'll, let me tell you something. This this thing was going over my head nonstop because there's so many big words thrown around and so many like things that I just don't get. I don't even think about. You know? Yeah, I spend my day thinking about how is Jer- is Jared Goff going to be the starter next year for the Rams? Like these are yeah. things that I think about. So this stuff goes over my head. But I was finally starting to get it a little. Yeah, bit. you caught on. And I think what's important is not how we started out, but what's next for us yeah uh and we're just gonna big picture what's next and i think now you have two uh behemoths uh at healthcare just you know masterminds and well i guess we can announce we are officially the healthcare podcast of america yeah should we get into healthcare (laughs) well we already are because i think we're experts well we literally just we we are the official healthcare podcast of america that's 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 just a fact basically we're, we're solving problems with hospitals in the united states yes so basically, basically, what I mean, he explains it better than we do, I guess. But basically, Steve has been helping 
he's helping make healthcare more centered around the patient and what they need rather than uh, a classical um, like business model of like you bring in your bike, we fix it and then you, you pay us for that. He, he's sort of addressing the complexities that that doesn't quite work for healthcare. Right, 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 right. It's more about let's heal these patients than let's make millions of dollars off of these patients. Right. Or, or I mean, I, I think and I would hope it's more, I mean, obviously it's nothing's free, but like right. the, you're getting, you're paying for the right, for what you would want. Right. Right. Yeah. He explains it a little better. We got a, uh, a, a nice interview coming up with, with old Steve, one of our good buddies, uh, John. But before we get to that, uh, I want to talk about your boy, Vinny News, Gavin Newsom. Uh, we're open again, I guess, eh? In in Long Beach. Yeah. Perfect timing when it's freezing outside. Well, I missed you yesterday. Where were you? Your old stomping grounds. There's a lot of them. Tracy's? No, 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 no. I had a nice little coffee over there at Aroma. Really? Oh, you yeah. Oh, you sick oh, son of a bitch. Oh, they'll treat you good over there. You sick yeah. son of a bitch. I love that place. Well, it's the, the smell of Italy. It is. Yeah. Because you got a couple of those, like, real European dudes that walk in with the mm-hmm. B.O. sometimes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That, that's that's a real Italian place over there. Yeah. My, my homeland. Mm-hmm. The mm-hmm. Italians. Oh, I love that place. I can't wait to go back. Well, they got the patio out there. They, they're going to yeah, roll that out again? Exactly. It was already rolled out. They did it, huh? Yep. Well, sheesh. It was that quick. Just a snap of the old fingers. Just a few chairs. Uh, here, here's what I got to say real quick. I told you so, for one. Did I not? Once the election was over, once we figured this whole thing out, <laughs> uh, yeah. everybody, we were all of a sudden going to be good again, right? It's funny how quick that happened. Uh, Biden, the modern day Dumbledore of uh, the United States, snapped his fingers and we're good to go now, which is great. I'm glad we're back open. That fires me up. But that goddamn Gavin Newsom and your boy, Robert Garcia, those freaking pricks. (laughs) They pissed me off so goddamn much. Why? Shouldn't we be happy that we're open? I am happy. Okay. But why didn't we do this a couple months ago? I've, yeah, I don't know. Can you explain it to me? Can somebody explain it to me? Somebody that's smarter than I am. Explain to me why we couldn't have done this two months ago. Did the cases go down? Because I don't think so. If I'm looking at some of these metrics, and look, I got a three... No, I got a four on the AP statistics test uh, in high school. So Did I'm, you really? Yeah, I'm pretty much an expert when it comes to this kind of thing. I'm looking at these statistics, John, and they look real similar than a couple of months ago. But th- now we're good all of a sudden. I think hospitalizations might be going down, though. Hospitalizations, hospitalizations, John. <laughs> I'm just... I'm, I, mean, I told you, I don't think they should have ever gotten rid of outdoor dining, but that's just my personal opinion. I'm just... I'm a little bit... Uh, it's just ridiculous how corrupt politicians are. And I'm not just saying, I'm saying every politician, both sides, they're all goddamn, they're all corrupt. 
Every single one of them. And it really pisses me off. They're, they're just playing with... It's a, it's a video game to them. This is like playing Madden franchise to these guys. They're freaking making decisions with people's lives because they just could press a button and, and, and do it. It's like playing Roller Coaster Tycoon. You ever played Roller Coaster Tycoon? Sure did. You know when you build a roller coaster and you got to test it out with the people, but you make it so freaking crazy that the people are just flying off yeah. and dying? Like, that's what they're doing. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, I definitely do think they're not always in touch with with how bad they're making some people's lives. They're not always in touch. They're never in touch with that. Yeah. They're literally never in touch with that. It just, uh, it it honestly blows my mind how they're just playing with people's lives like they are. Like business owners, like they, they're like, nah, fuck these guys. Uh, and then they're like, wait, yeah, let's just open up again all of a sudden. You guys can have your, your jobs back. It was definitely like, and I mean, my first emotion was just happy, like starting excited. I hope I hope we continue to open up. I mean, I'm ready. As you know, we probably we're we're both fortresses of this. I think we both have antibodies. I'm gonna oh. get I'm gonna get tested. Um, I'm a I'm I'm a like I said I'm a fortress. I'm a I'm so pristine and there's nothing getting in this body i'll tell you that mm-hmm. right now mm-hmm. uh first thought is is happiness but um i think it would i think it'd be easier for us to believe everything's transparent and clear if like like it was so sudden that i think that's and part of what 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 people never address is like so many people are mad at these politicians and so many people you can you can argue that Newsom's done the right thing but you can't not, you can't act like there's not at least 40% of the state that hates his guts probably more oh, it's and it's more. like what it's like if if it had been like okay we're starting to see some good things we might open up next week we might but then all it's it was more just like Okay, we're over it. Everyone open. It was like out of nowhere. I know. No one literally what? literally two days before that, no one suspected it. Everyone I talked to thought it'd be till March or April till they opened up outdoor dining because all they do is scare is scare us. I uh I just I woke up. Uh, I had there was a there was a uh notification on my phone and I had like 35 text messages about the whole thing. How it just out of nowhere. It, today was the day. You know what? I think we're good. Let's do it. Like that, it, uh, it just, like I said, they're just playing a game. It's just, it's just a game. They press start. Yeah, it it definitely seemed like that. It definitely seems like if these are all on like statistics and metrics, I mean, nothing about statistics are, are black and white. Like turn, turn on the switch, turn off the switch. You know, it was like, okay, we'll slowly shut down stuff. Okay, we're going to cancel these concerts. We're going to start to cancel this, this, this. Then you would think it would be like, okay, wait, it's looking good. Um, well, we're getting really close to opening back up. Uh, things are starting to level out. Things are starting to go down. I don't know. It's, it's, but it, I mean, it was, well, it was a switch, but, but what are we going to do? I'm pretty happy about well, it. You know, I'm happy as well, John. I, uh, I just, I mean, I've been saying it for 
for months now how these how Gavin Newsom's just an absolute prick. I've been saying, but people it. are vaccinated now too. Some of the people, yeah, and that you know what that might have a little bit to do with it, a little help or whatever. But I just I knew this was going to be the case. Uh, I'm I'm pumped. I'm pumped. Let's not say that I'm not pumped because I am. Uh, once I can hit the the old parking lot of Tracy's and have 35 schooners, I will. Uh, no question about it. Uh, just like I said, we could have done before, but you know. I guess now is the time to do it. Uh, we're all good. We're good now. Once we hit January 27th, that was the day that everything was healthy again. Uh, but I'm happy. I'm glad we're back, John. I'm it's glad good we're news. back, too. Um, good news for us. It is good news for us. Can I just... Well, you have anything else to say on this subject? Because I have another subject I just have to point out. Uh, do I have anything else to say? Oh, I also wanted to say one more thing about your boy, Robert Garcia. Classic Robert Garcia uh, getting the credit for opening up Long Beach one day oh, before L.A. County. Like, oh, I did want to say something about that, too. I just – the guy is an absolute – I'm I, – I, the guy. He's the he's the GOAT. He's the best there ever was at being a politician. Oh, he's the best politician in the game. Because that's the first thing I thought of because he – He's going to run for something in like eight years and someone's going to tell him like he's going to talk about how well he handled the pandemic. He already knows in his head someone's going to say, you didn't do anything. You just followed exactly what what L.A. uh, and Governor Newsom did. You literally didn't do anything. And then he's going to say, that's not true. We opened up before. When we saw the metrics on our end, we opened up before. I'm telling you. It's already (laughs) written. And it's going to be like eight years ago. So it's going to be so arbitrary. Like no one's going to remember how arbitrary it was that it was literally two days before. And it was just like there was really no point to it. And the only reason LA didn't open up sooner is probably because of rain. Like he's so good at it. And you know he's going to say that when he's running for governor, senator, or president. Of course. He's going to talk about how he followed. They all follow the science. And then when. When he saw the science was able to let Long Beach open up uh, before he he broke away from L.A. It's like, no, you didn't. You just opened up right before a rainstorm and everyone else waited after a rainstorm. I'm telling you, man, he he's so goddamn calculated and good at his job. It's unbelievable. And that that's what makes me hate politicians the most is... Like, this is just a job. Like, this is just them trying to get to the next level, just like we're all doing, except for what he's doing is playing with people's lives. Like, that's what politicians do. All they want to do is hold their job. They don't care about anybody else. Yeah. I mean, uh, yeah. Everybody that says, no, I'm for the I'm for the people. You ain't doing shit for the people. <laughs> you're just trying to, you're for yourself. You're trying to make sure that you can put food on your table, not put food on other people's tables. You can give a shit about anybody else. I think I think he's because for- if he did, then people would we'd have been open and people would have been making yeah. money. I agree. I mean, I, I just think that's like it's very very clear his priority. It's oh, not, I know. It's I know. not to say at the same time he doesn't wish well on others and want to do good things, but I think a hundred percent of the time he'll choose his career over if it if yes. it's between the two, it's his career. If he can do both, he'll do both. Yes. A hundred percent. He's not freaking John Wick. He's not trying to save the population. He's not freaking like Iron Man who risks it all for, I don't want any spoilers or anything like that. But yeah, I haven't seen it yet. I don't want to tell you, but like Iron Man, you know, he sacrifices some things. I'll tell you that right now. And he ain't that. He ain't that. 
All right, what were you going to say? That was all I was going to say about that freaking... I'm not even going to say anything. Oh, no, I like I like Rob, Bobby Garcia. Well, you're on his side. Yeah, I forgot this about all, that. This, take Paul's hanging with a grain of salt because Paul just got like three parking tickets in the last year, so... And my car got stolen. And his car got stolen. Two. I had two cars get stolen. Uh, Real quickly, just update on how I'm the biggest football guy of all time. Okay, I Can like this. Can I just this. talk about Thank the fact God. that... Credit to me. Hmm. I'm sure you watched the games on Sunday. Did you see what what they were competing with on Comedy Central? This is how you know I turned into a football guy. Because Comedy Central rolled out a full Sunday of the internship, wedding crashers. No way. A couples retreat and old school. Wow. And you didn't watch them? Well, I did. I did. I catch the end of the internship well, yeah. during the second quarter of the first game. I oh, had to. I mean, yeah. I mean, when they're throwing out the pizza, are you kidding me? Uh, what a feeling! But credit to Comedy Central. Extra toppings on this one for you, boss. Oh yeah! <laughs> Once again, it appears you are correct. <laughs> We're gonna get real drunk, Chetty. Oh, uh, man. I want to give you a little credit to Comedy Central because they saw uh, Championship Sunday mm-hmm. and they didn't say, "Ah, we're not really going to get any any guys. We'll just right. we'll throw out something else." No, they really tried to compete. And I watched the the first third of the internship, then the game started, then I went back for the ending. Yeah, but I watched all games. I'm probably the biggest football guy you know. Honestly, I'm proud of you. Yeah, I'm proud of you. You, how many IPAs did you have? Oh, multiple. Four. Uh, I had, mm, no, 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 I had one IPA. Okay. And I had two other types of beers because I'm a craft beer guy. Yeah. I'm not not an an IPA IPA guy. guy. Yeah. I'm a craft beer guy. Speaking of that, so what's it called? Bell's Point's open. That's going to be unreal for you. Oh, Sculpin? Yeah. What are you going to be doing? (laughs) You're just going to go there all the time? Do you think I have a job there now? Like if I just show up, are they going to say, or the, "Hey, John, uh, can you can you help explain what these are?" You're going to pull so many doubles. You're going to go straight from uh, Ballast Point in the morning to Water's Edge Winery at night yeah. to Somalia the shit out of that place. Oh, it's so brutal being the only guy in the city that understands <laughs> that understands the different the nuances between beer and wine. Ugh. Uh, Burden. I uh, what did I do this last weekend? Went to oh had a nice little watch the fight, mm. the old uh, McGregor fight. Crushed some pizza. Took multiple. I've had I had multiple vodka shots. Oh, darty season's back. Yeah, I, I darted on Saturday. I I, uh, I really appreciated that from you. Uh, that text. Anybody else dartying? And yeah. I was thinking like, you're damn right I am. <laughs> you know, yeah, would it would have killed you to text back, huh? Yeah, but I was with friends. Okay. You know what I mean? I'm I'm more of a present i'm more of a present guy i put my phone in my pocket when i'm a, when i'm by myself i got my phone out you know i'm wheeling and dealing on twitter you know twitter on twitter on twitter on twitter yeah. tweeting so much that my thumbs ache but when i'm with others i'm speaking face to face i'm looking you in the eye hey i'm here with you meaningful contact yeah exactly and that's what i do so important so i you know i don't I don't want to take that away with the people that I'm with. Mm-hmm. Like I am right now. I'm not on my phone with you. I'm looking at you. <laughs> I appreciate that. Yeah, you know? This eye contact has been unreal. Yeah, it's been great because I haven't seen <laughs> you in a while. Yeah. It's not as cool when I'm over the phone with you, I'll tell you that. Yeah, it's not. All right. You got anything else about this? You gonna, What are you doing this weekend? Anything cool? Uh, let's just let's just solve health care. Okay, solve health care. And you want to talk about it in the back end? Maybe. 
Okay. All right, let's solve healthcare with Steve Hoy, our boy. Little rhyme there for you. Yeah. Uh, let's solve healthcare. We got him over the phone. He's over there in Mammoth, huh? He's just hitting the slopes a little bit. It's snowing. Well, let me tell you something, John. Healthcare isn't just in Long Beach. It's yeah. everywhere. Yeah, and that's why we've we've already made those important connections in Temecula, and Newport Beach, and Milwaukee, San Diego, uh, Ching Chen Chenon Chenchon. Yeah, Chinese Taipei. Uh, God, I don't know what what city that is. We got to go back and listen. Anyone who has who has a a product, but they just need us to globalize it. I mean, or we've done it already. We have a Champaign, Illinois. We have some contacts. Yeah, uh, Alamosa, Colorado. Yeah, yeah. That we. Yeah, we're we're, out there wheeling, dealing for sure. Uh, Florida. I'm going to Florida in March, Sean. You are? Yeah. Spring training. Whoa. Yeah, I'm pretty jacked up about it, honestly. All right, let's solve healthcare first. All right, we got Steve Oy on the phone. Oh wow! Hey, it's one of your little drawings. There he goes, pole vaults over the thing. There he goes, and there he is. On the phone, one of our good friends, actually. It's Steve Oy, the COO of PFCC Partners. Is that right? Did I nail you that? Got it. You got it. I was practicing that in the mirror all day. And that, <laughs> and that concludes Paul's research for this, <laughs> for this interview. <laughs> yeah. That's the good thing about our show is that we don't really do any research. We just let the person that we interview basically do all the work for us. That was the hardest thing probably that's ever had to happen. Hey, Steve, as long as you didn't call me Stefan, you know. There you go. Stuck. Well, Steve, thanks for joining the show, man. Absolutely. Glad to be here. Can you, can you explain to the listeners what you do what you're doing right now uh when it comes well obviously when it comes to this new vaccine that's rolling out and everything yeah we'll get to the vaccine i think uh you know it's important to understand a little bit about like our health system and the transformation we've been going under for the last few years so our organization partners i say to standardize individualized care right we recognize that um, health outcomes are way improved when um, teams of healthcare are centered around people, right? Um, I came to all the work. I don't know if you guys knew this, um, but I'm the oldest of three boys with chronic mitochondrial disease, right? So um, we've had 36 surgeries in 16 different health systems and countless ambulatory visits. And when you take people who are, you know, in the multiple chronic condition category, um, what happens is you get, you know, with nine specialists following three boys, you put all the therapy and medicate therapies and medication on one schedule. And it's all of a sudden it's 27 hours a day. Right. And there's very little coordination between the silos of our health system around people. Um, we've built this kind of legacy system that um, all around what they call fee for service, uh, which is one person in the door and one person out the door. Right. And, um, what happens? What happened when um, the ACA came around or Obamacare? Um, they said, "Well, here's a good example. So, a person with diabetes, ha- their A1C is out of control. They continuously go to the emergency room. In the old model, we said one person in the door. You go to the emergency room. They make you better. They send you home, and you pay them. You're not quite better, right? So you go back to the emergency." They make you better again and you pay them again. And what happened was that when Medicare and Medicaid started insuring over 60% of people, 
they said, well, hey, we're not going to reimburse you for that second trip. You know, that cost is on you. You should have made them better the first time. So we're moving from what we're called the fee-for-service model into pay-for-performance, meaning, you know, actually health systems are, uh, they're, how do I say, like, they're actually financially motivated to keep you healthy, <laughs> right? To keep you out. And what you started to see is, uh, you know, when somebody is diagnosed with diabetes in an emergency room, you get connected to cooking classes and you get really that support. Whereas in the old model, you used to get handed a flyer and say, you know, good luck. So what we do is uh, all of our projects, programs are around person-centered approaches. Um, a good example being uh, open notes. So open notes is the concept that you automatically send that physician note to people through the portals, through uh, patient portals or otherwise. And uh, that's a really good example of how hard a small change can be in a legacy system like healthcare, right? It's, it's a, um, the physician notes been identified as one of the most useful pieces of information uh, for, for people, right? It's how often the guy told me I was supposed to take that medication. Like, you know, um, what the, even the name of what was wrong, uh, or what I was in there for. So, um, those used to not be sent, right? Physicians would take those and put it in their little notepad and people go home and you have no idea, <laughs> you know, you can't even remember what happened in the doctor's office. So anyways, um, that small, that small project, Open Notes, actually evolved, went across the country, and is now uh, federal law by March. So we, we pick and choose all these projects um, that are, have to do with person, and, person or family engagement, community engagement, um, and you know, collaborating with our health system to make those that our processes and procedures more effective. So, you know, the end goal is that. You know, people's care is in line with their preferences, priorities, and goals, rather than this conveyor belt we've built. So you're just literally changing the entire country. That's it, awesome. Yeah, that's you're doing <laughs> way sicker stuff than us. Yeah. Well, uh, first of all, let, let let us just like just filibuster for a little bit because yeah, you yeah, just yeah. had to talk for Please. so long. Yeah. And these are huge concepts. But uh, so can you like? So if you're changing healthcare, it sounds not only like the legacy system, which I get, like they've been doing this for since the beginning of time, it's sort of evolved and to what it is today. And you're trying to change some, some aspects of that. But so everything you do has to be like sort of tailored towards both private business and working with the government with laws. Is that correct? Yeah. Yeah. So a big body of work is, for us is, um, is the Center for Medicare Medicaid Services and others like um, and others in the national space that release these RFPs. <laughs> they release all these proposals and now so they'll put out and say, hey, we want to reduce readmissions in hospitals by 20%, right? And we go and we bid on those, similar to like bidding as a developer. Like, uh, you know, a developer says, I want to develop this plot of land and I want this building on it, you know, how much can everybody do it for? And this is then saying, what type of house are we going to put on that land and how much to pay for it? And the house is your solutions. Uh, so we organize these teams, uh, 
you know, that have different strengths and we all bid together. Um, and those are coming out more and more because we're recognizing the need to uh, kind of consolidate and um, break down those silos that exist between um, the different like uh, entities and stakeholders in healthcare. That's crazy. This, this so you got that, Paul? Yeah, I mean, you know me, John. I, you, how much do you think I'm struggling right now to understand this? <laughs> I, I, hey, I'm str- I struggle every day. To, yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, how, how did this like? How did this start? Like, how did you decide that? Well, I know. I guess you kind of explained it. At, explained it to us, but like, you just, just out of the blue were like, "Let's fix this." <laughs> Um, well, we recognized the need was there, yeah. right? Like we, uh, all of us are doing great because we've had that, we've kind of forced the health system and figured out how to work within it. Right. Um, so where we really started was, uh, my mother, uh, held a conference on the topic 10 years, you know, 15 years ago, and she's been working on it. Um, so we, I was running around with USB, you know, USB plugs that were like surfboards and. Uh, we were just kind of threw together this conference as one of her Lend Fellowship projects. Um, and about six years ago, hey, this started sounding like a good idea. The conference was getting bigger, and uh, I came over and gave my full-time, started giving my full-time effort toward it. And uh, more and more, especially in, you know, light of recent events, you know, this person, this engaging people in health has become uh, – a topic. So it's actually just been driven by the demand of uh, people. Um, we used to think, I used to say, I said, we used to sit there and talk about what color the paint on the wall should be to the wall. And then we got to, let's put coffee machines in the waiting room, right? There used to be in the waiting room, a coffee machine that said not for families, right? <laughs> and um, all those kind of experiential things uh, were great. Like, starts for this work like making that experience better um but there is you know serious quality and safety um work that that goes on in the space right so when the aca turned on these like speedometers basically right everybody was saying we're the best hospital right (laughs) or we're the best doctor we're the best at this surgery but no one really knew because we didn't have data and information we're still working on paper records so as what what the Affordable Care Act did was turn on all these metrics, what we call quality metrics, and you find hospitals that were infecting 30% of patients with pneumonia when they came. So you're actually infecting people, and those were the ones making more money. So, <laughs> um, you know, a lot of that, no matter what, uh, no matter the direction of our government, we kind of can't go back to that, right? Like now that we know <laughs> that those quality and safety problems were happening, um, you know, the, the, the work to coordinate has, has increased. I don't know that I answered your question on that one. <laughs> I think, uh, but it, we're getting there. This we're is getting good. there. Yeah. I could, I could go so far down the rabbit hole on this stuff. So <laughs> Steve, Steve, can I, can I ask you this? Yeah. So first of all, when you say we, is this, this is your family? Your, is that what that means? Uh, who start, who started this company? Was it your mom? Yeah. Mom. Okay. Yep. Way back when. So when you say we, it's like your, your mom sort of started this. She saw what was happening, uh, 
you guys sort of had to force your own family into creating a better healthcare system for you and your brothers. And then she sort of uh, saw that that needs to happen on larger scale. Is that fa- safe to say? Uh, it, it all evolved from that conference. And now we've, we ha- we're supposed to have our tw- 10th annual uh, until Rona showed up. Right. So how, how has that affected you guys? Ooh, not a fun time to be in small business. Yeah. That's for sure. Yeah. Uh, we were gearing up to have about 15 to 20 employees this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody, everybody dropped. I mean, seriously, it felt like chickens with our head cut off. Yeah. And you want to, something a little, a little nervy is, uh, you know, we all scrambled, right? We were all kind of, the lack of coordination really <laughs> uh, it became obvious, right? Um, it, talk about the financial systems for healthcare. 60% of hospitals' income are based on, um, are, come from elective surgeries that were all canceled. So we actually had hospitals going bankrupt at the time the pandemic hit. And uh, we're scrambling and saying, well, shoot, that's <laughs> all those action plans, like all those, <laughs> all those like drawn up schemes for a global pandemic were all made, you know, pre health reform. And we just took giant steps back in person centeredness. That's why, you, I mean, guys, hospitals are like third worldly, especially in Los Angeles County right now. Um, you have people dying, you have people, we have <clears throat> people dying alone. Uh, without contact with people, nurses going through their first shift, um, you know, p- being put in incredible situations. These these guys really are doing an incredible job, but um, you know, it's ta- it's it's taxing on them. So, and we've taken step backs, steps back. Um, the the greatest there are stories of people. We're having a really hard time communicating in and out of the hospital, right? We have people dropping grandpa off and hoping we see him again and get it, you know, never getting a phone call. So um, in terms of the movement, <laughs> we've taken a few steps back, um, but I think this vaccine, you know, is is ripe picking, I guess, for community engagement, right? Like we're, we're gonna have to support people. We're not gonna get out of this by telling people what to do anymore. People are tired of being told what to do, right? Uh, we need to support decision making with good information, and uh, that's just a bone that the health system doesn't really have. Um, you know, we're we're pretty pres- we've been pretty prescriptive versus collaborative. Interesting. So, just to further clarify, um, so PFCC, I'm trying to understand how how your your business works. I so know. like the the gut. Do you, do you get your money? You bid the government. Like the government says, we want to fix something, and you guys say, "Hey, we want to. We want those tax dollars because our organization will help you fix that." Is that how you guys get paid? Uh, a lot. Uh, you know, a lot of it comes. The bigger grants are easier for us. We also nitpick research grants, measure development grants, things that are you know of smaller size. So I spend. You know, I've got a whole whole computer of uh, proposaling activities, right? And you're just constantly telling people, this is what I'd like. This is what we want to do. This is how we would solve that problem. Um, here's the team we have, right? And uh, so, but the, the stability comes from the big federal ones. Got it. So, so the, and the, this is interesting to me. So someone who doesn't work in healthcare or, or anything like that, 
So a lot of this comes down, especially now with the Affordable Care Act and, and the more, I guess, the more the government is involved in healthcare, that means essentially politicians come up with what they want and what, and they put money towards it. And then a, there's a bunch of people in the nitty gritty and that's you guys who are saying, okay, you guys want this and whatever, but then they just, you guys are proposing who are you writing your proposals to the, the, the senators or the like center for Medicare, Medicaid services, the okay. agency for health research and quality. Um, you know, if you, uh, there's one called PCORI, the patient centered outcomes research Institute. And like, those are times we partner with researchers and otherwise, yeah, I think um, I think that's a little confusing. I know it's a little confusing. Um, the easiest way to think about it is if they if the government pays for our quality, our statewide collaborative, everybody in the you know it makes it so that we can go to the hospitals or the physician offices and say, you know, you get the support for free. Got it. So, uh, and then in a second we'll get into this. Uh, you guys helping so apparently you you've won a bid on community engagement for vaccines I'm taking it um, but before that you guys were mostly focused on winning bids to help uh, help cross-disciplinary health providers better communicate and and center care around patients does that sound somewhat good you nailed it John you'd come over here anytime all right. Well, hell yeah. <laughs> um, hey, it's it's just as confusing to me. Let me just. <laughs> okay, cool. I, I was trying to clear everything up. I mean, yeah, but let me just say that the solution is as has got to be as complex as the problem, because on the other end, we run a network of seven hundred people across the country that are technical experts in this area, and we deploy them on all these projects. Oh wow. Um. Okay, so let let's get to to right now. So is that how it worked? Mm -hmm. Or did you guys win a bid to help to help the community understand vaccine? There are some things that we do because of project uh, calls for it, and there are some things we do because the need is there. Um, this is going to be a little bit of both, and since it's happening so quickly, um, you know. Uh, so, sorry, since it's happening so quickly, you know, it's kind of hard to, hard to navigate. So we're going to go ahead and start doing it. Um, I can't, I don't have a grant that I can tell you about right now. Um, and I'm kind of minded to not talk about things in process. So, um, we are doing community engagement. We, oh, I forgot about another body of work. We do work with Los Angeles County Department of Health Services uh, and their ambulatory care networks. So, um, all of those ambulatory hospitals and uh, centers around Los Angeles um, and with the federally qualified health centers in LA. So that is, in my mind, our connection to like local healthcare work um, and our connection to moving the resources of healthcare into communities, right? It's not that our hospitals are gonna become food banks, it's that the resources of hospitals and health systems are going to be mobilized through communities in the next, you know, if we get there. So, <laughs> um, so yes, we're doing, we're being tasked left and right from all of our projects. <laughs> Everybody wants to understand people's hesitancies. 
you know, different groups, especially historically underrepresented groups or uh, underserved groups. Um, what are their hesitancies? You know, now we have a health system priority where we want to we want to punch a needle into everybody's arm, <laughs> and and a society that's distrustful uh, for good reason. And you know, we're just seeking to we call ourselves a mission-driven for-profit. It actually co costs more money to start a nonprofit, um, <laughs> but this is all stuff uh, we're doing because it needs to be done and we're positioned to uh, do it better. So you're out and I'm going to get, and we'll get paid for it. So, so you're out in the community right now asking people like what their thoughts are and stuff every day. Yeah. Yeah. Helping people navigate. I mean, if you think about the problem is <laughs> like I said, we're not going to get out of this by telling people what to do. Right. But uh, if we continue the route we're on, we will even further push uh, the, the like structurally caused inequities in health, right? We've seen a lot of that in, uh, a lot of that in the news around, uh, what do you call, what are the police called? <laughs> uh, justice system. Thank you. Sorry. <laughs> We've seen a lot of justice system in the justice system, but the health system has its own set of, uh, its own set of structurally racist, you know, w ways and history. So if you look at black infant mortality is three times higher than white baby mortality in the first year, unless you're cared for by a black doctor. So uh, my greatest concern is that we're not going to do anything differently with the vaccines, right? The things we have out now, you have to have a cell phone, you have to have a car. People haven't been able to... <laughs> get tests because they don't have a car to sit in and there's no walk-up testing. So um, we're trying to help this system. We're trying to help those people with access to vaccines um, be in the health system uh, better engage with communities around it, right? So, but you're right, Paul, the first start is just under, listening to, hearing people's concerns and connecting them with good information about it. Right. There's, I'll, I'm going to shut up and let you guys ask some more questions. No, I mean, that, that was, that was good. That made me understand a little bit more of what's going on. All right. I, I, what Steve, what, what do you think you guys will like actually be able to achieve in the next two months? Are you still, are you just not even worried about that? Just going to focus on research or is there something that you think you guys can uniquely like, help with that will make more people get this vaccine yeah well first i think it's just the communication that we need everybody should make this decision this year right some people are going to put it off or say you know we've become so accustomed to ronaville that <laughs> you know sometimes i think that that risk doesn't get weighed in um I'm way more scared of what COVID could do to me than what's in that vaccine, right? And that's after a bit of research. I was hesitant in the beginning. So um, I think, John, ask me your question again in the next two months. Like what's, what is something that you think, uh, like 
two months from now, what would make you happy that you felt you helped sell? Like, what are you going to do? Are you just going to try to get, like, tell people it's safe? Or, or is there a way you guys think you can, you can uniquely help get more people to take this vaccine better than, like, just what's happening right now at the city level? Mm. I mean, what I'd really like to do is get a grant for a bunch of iPads and go start walking around talking to people about vaccines and if they want one, helping them get access to it like access alone is going to be got it uh, kind of its own its own mayhem so you know where to get it how to get it uh are all those questions but you know that comes after addressing people's hesitancies like there there (laughs) there are people who think there's a microchip in the vaccine and you know you can't just say hey idiot that's not true take a vaccine you have to say well the needle, the tip of the needle is like this big and the smallest microchip ever is this big. And by, by the way, the microchips in your phone, like, <laughs> there's my answer to that. But, um, you know, not only it's addressing hesitancies, building confidence, and then supporting access. That's fascinating. It's just fascinating. <laughs> it's a, I'm, Hey, I'm like, glad somebody likes it. That's, I mean, but that's that's so difficult to do. Like, a, first asking people what they think, and then getting people to do it, and then doing it. Like, that's difficult yeah. to do. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah, and we got the system that's not so good at it. Right, so, right, right, know, right. Well positioned to help, and you know, there are valid, there are super valid concerns. There's a lot of concern about how quickly it was made. Um, so it was still independently tested and, and, uh, you know, checked for safety. We went through all the mechanisms. I like to say to that, you know, it's the first time in our history, (laughs) have we ever produced a million doses before FDA approval, but of course we're going to do that this time. Right. And just as an example of how the, that, um, how that like, timeline got shrunk down so quickly for a guy like me who there's nobody that battles sickness worse than me probably in the united states if i had to guess (laughs) uh do you how would you make me feel better about this Mm -hmm. well you could hug your mom again without ever worrying about it okay two doses and you're 95 percent immune but uh, it's not going to get me sick, this vaccine. So actually, Paul, an, an immune response is a good thing. A minor immune response. It means your body's immune system is going to work against that virus, which before was novel, right? Your body had never seen it before. So to have a little fever or to have a fever-ish symptoms for a few days is actually a good thing. It means, the, it means the vaccine is working, and if you're exposed to that, your body will be programmed to fight that particular strain. What are you, what are you guys going to do? Um, I feel like there's, like, people even within the healthcare system that – or I don't know. How, how, how can I put this? I think there's a lot of people that just don't – like necessarily they're not that scared of the virus. So they're not that motivated for the vaccine. 
like maybe mm-hmm. not necessarily anti-vax, but just like I, I don't really need it right now. I haven't really been that scared uh, right. of of the virus itself. Um, if you're in a certain group that that statistically doesn't really need to be that scared, um, is that a problem? Does that really not worry? Like, are you guys not worried about that? Um, or is it like super important for everyone to get this vaccine? because it helps with herd immunity. Can you explain a little bit of that? Yeah, yeah. Um, well, this if this is the place for a joke, I think it, here it comes. Uh, <laughs> like, we, we have a range of the stark anti-vaxxers to the people who are already in line, right? And we're not going to worry about the, the anti-vaxxers. Uh, they'll, they'll be sticking to their guns. Um, at one point, we get to herd immunity one point or another right through vaccine induced immunities or through what they call that natural immunity and what you get after you've had it so um to your question of the people who might not get it we the research shows them that the best messaging for them is that you're protecting your neighbor and your loved ones it's not about protecting yourself it's about protecting your neighbor and your loved ones um by you know slowing the spread as we've heard so um you know that's a good one, and <laughs> I was on this on this call. I, I've worked with some behavioral scientists around you know vaccine vaccination all around, not, not just COVID. But <laughs> he said he made this joke on me. I'm just repeating it. We get it. We we start with everybody in line. We help address those who are slightly hesitant. We support access for those who want it, and we let Darwin. We let Darwin come in at the end. I like that. I like that joke. We're a little bit, a couple of (laughs) historical guys, me and you, John. Yeah, yeah. Um, (laughs) So we do have to wrap this up. Can you give us just like, uh, you have three minutes, just whatever you want to tell our listeners that would make make you feel like you're you're taking a step in the right direction? Uh, I would say challenge yourselves for why you're hesitant, uh, make sure you're finding good information. Know that mis- misinformation travels five times faster than real information, especially in an era of uh, a pandemic, particularly when your misinformation travels faster in a pandemic because people are so craving it, right? So just challenge your assumptions about why you're gonna go ahead and skip it. Um, do your research and make the decision. Uh, instead of seeing people and friends go ahead uh, or not. What will be really telling is the numbers that come out of our healthcare workforce that are receiving it now. Uh, you know, more that is one of the most important messengers. So talk to your doctor, to, uh, a doctor you trust, um, not just one over the phone, but one you trust about your concerns and have them address. And, and you know, there are so... <clears throat> The other example is the allergic reaction thing, right? So when it came out in the in Europe, there were some people with that had allergic reactions to this. Well, they found that all of those people had had allergic reactions to vaccines in the past. So no shocker that they were allergic to the next vaccine. And just because somebody got sick with this or somebody had this side effect doesn't mean that the vaccine is harmful to the to everyone on a on a grand scale so 
Um, you know, I wouldn't recommend that somebody with an allergy to vaccines goes and gets this vaccine. Um, but it is going to be the fast track to getting out of this. Um, if, if, you know, and it'll depend how it goes. So, um, just do your research. Uh, you can talk with us. I'll be doing my best to send you guys over there. Any of the resources, uh, we have videos from chief medical officers that are talk about their hesitancy and the research around it. Um, there'll be plenty of ex accessible information as this unfolds, right? Timing is the other variable. You don't have to be the first one in line. You may feel better if you're the 50th person in line. Um, as we're gonna, it's a worldwide test of um, this vaccine, right? So we're gonna know more and more every day, but at the same time be fighting misinformation um, on a very critical healthcare decision that all of us have to make this year. Steve, man, thanks for joining the show. We appreciate all the information. Hey, you know, anytime <laughs> I have some, sometimes. <laughs> <laughs> All right. You got to get back to, to tackling literally the biggest like yeah. problem in the entire world. Good, good luck. Dude. So uh, <laughs> we'll let you go oh. and then maybe have you sent over some, some, you can email me some resources or if you want, and we can put them on our website later this week. Hey, you guys tell me what your readership might, you know, what you're hearing too around it. And, uh, as this unfolds, we'll help Long Beach residents access it for those who want it. 100%. We'll be here soon. 100%. Th hey, thanks, Steve. We appreciate it, man. Awesome talking to you guys again. Jeez. You too, bro. Long time no talk, but wasn't that something? <laughs> <laughs> wow, you're so dominant. What a conversation. We, we did it. We did it, John. We, it's over. We solved it. Things are fixed. Uh, it's, it's crazy how, like, how complex it is. First of all, some of that reminded me of, of Mo Kreidenberg, mm -hmm. yeah, our, our boy over at Germ Falcon. Germ Falcon. Like, the legacy industries, or like the, like, just these incredibly, like, complex, kind of just because of how many people and personal interests have worked in them for hundreds of years, you know, like mm -hmm. it just, I feel like if someone just re like, if we just wiped out healthcare and started over, it'd be so much easier, but it's just like, you can't. Right. Right. So like it's complex. Got, got me thinking. I, I mean, I've said a million times, I'm not really scared of this virus. I'm not really scared of the vaccine. Like, I'm going to get the vaccine. I don't care if you don't want to give it to me. But I think, I hope he drives home that point, And I hope he's right that we can't keep telling people what to do. Mm -hmm. Because if you start telling people people you want to get the vaccine, I've been thinking about this one a lot. Like, if, if you set out, like, free French fries for the entire nation and they were delicious, eventually probably everyone would start taking them. Oh, yeah. 90% people. You tell the nation they have to eat french fries tomorrow. Yeah. At least half of them are over it. Oh, yeah. People hate being told what to do. Yeah, it's the worst. I, and count me in that group. Oh, I'm in that group, <laughs> If John. you tell me I have to eat french fries, I you will never see someone turn french fries down quicker. You know me, John. I start disliking every athlete that everybody likes. Yeah. And I start liking everybody that it, everybody hates. So I That's just, why I love Juju now. I just feel like if, if the vaccine... 
works and is helpful, there are enough people in this world who want to get it. It will naturally become a thing because it works. I mean, like, who's going to who's gonna be over the age of 65 and know someone who died and then know other people got the vaccine that are fine? I mean, you're and not get it. Like, you're going to want to get it eventually. Mm-hmm. But if some people want to wait it out a little bit, or if some people, like, just let them. That's all yeah. I have to say. Okay. Yeah, I get that. I get that. Right? I, yeah. I mean, I'm just assuming at some point I'm going to get it just because. But the problem with me is that I just hate standing in line and shit. Yeah. So much that I would just, I'd honestly would rather just get sick than stand in line. <laughs> that is the realest shit I've ever heard because I, I feel the same way. Am I wrong? Like yeah. if I, if, look. If it's not like, if it takes more than 15 minutes. Oh, I'm out. Except the only place that I'll stand in line, and you probably know this, John, because you probably experienced it. The only place I'm standing in line is grocery outlet. If I'm, that line's a little bit long, but it moves quick. But I got to get that bottle of wine, John. There's nothing I can do about it. Yeah. Well, that's going to help you more than anything else. Right. But I'm telling you, dude, if I go to the bank and there's like, low key, if I go to the bank and there's two people at the, the little ATM slots, I'm out. Next bank. <laughs> yeah. I'm not waiting there. I, I know exactly what you're talking about. In and out. If I go to In and Out and that line is if if there's three cars that haven't been talking to the guy that you're walking up to, I'll see you later. I'm going somewhere else. I still every like, time. It's actually a thing for some people that they like like restaurants that have weights are good. I because, don't mind waiting at a restaurant. Though. Oh, I'm pretty over it. If but there's you, well, it depends. It depends. It depends. Well, is there a bar? Well, that's a whole different story. Okay. Love a good drink while you're waiting. Well, yeah. Okay. At a nice. Oh, I gotta get back to like a nice indoor. Lights are a little low. Italian. You know. I got the perfect place for you. Nico's right over there on Second Street. Oh yeah. You get yourself a nice martini with some blue cheese olives. To die for, John. The rest of the night don't even matter. No. Hey. If I had to wait there at Nico's, I would, 100%. But that's because you have a drink in your hand. Yeah. Well, maybe... Oh. You could bring your own. Steve, you still listening? Are you still listening, Steve? Hmm. Why don't we just put a bar in the vaccine line? Oh, I like that idea. 100% people will go get vaccinated. I like that idea. That's actually a good idea. I don't mind that. Here's or an idea. Here's- free French fries. Oh yeah, free, while you're waiting, yeah, free French fries. Here's an idea: all the bars are still closed, even though other stuff's opening up. Why not do the vaccinations there? Grab a drink. See, that's a good idea. Okay, bars here. are they've they've had so much time to clean it, so everything's every bar is probably the cleanest in Long Beach, besides uh, El Paraiso, which is somehow way cleaner even than the other bars that are the cleanest. And see, this is that's why you can't make laws across the board because. El Pariso should have never closed down. That place was so clean that if Corona landed on surface, it would immediately die. Oh, yeah. Cleanest bar in the history of the world? Yeah. yeah. I don't even think it's close. I mean, the shine. I, I just don't think Corona could last. And it didn't. And it didn't. It didn't. I think, I mean. I hope they're still there. I mean, I, I, I'm assuming they are. Yeah. I, I mean, how how much is their rent, you think? 
I don't know. <laughs> it can't be that you're, much. You're you're really out of my. I'm it, more. It can't be that much. Healthcare, football. I'm your guy. <laughs> Commercial real estate. I, yeah, I don't have it nailed in yet. That's more my thing. Huh? Yeah, that's more my thing. No, but I agree. I think that's a good idea, John. Put a bar or do the vaccines in a bar. I'll go. I'll get a vaccine tomorrow if if it's in a bar. Yeah. If you tell me, hey, go to Poor Richards. Uh, they have the vaccine there for you. It's going to take about 20 minutes, but you can have a Coors Light while you're waiting. I'm there. TVs. Are you kidding me? Like, let's like, yeah, like vaccine in a shot, six bucks. Like it's ladies night. Oh, God, come on yeah. down, ladies. Get your vaccine. You know, we could like, uh, you know, whatever. Hip hop night, live music. I love it. And I love trivia. It. This is how you attack demographics, Paul. You do a trivia night, all that stuff. Free dirty verdi if you go get your. <laughs> yeah. If you go get your vaccine today, I love it. I think it's a great idea. Uh, that's a that's an idea for you, Bobby Garcia. Uh, even though I mean he is the greatest politician to ever lived, so he probably could figure it out. He's got a doubt in. That yeah. was that was. Li- I'm so glad you brought it up him him opening early one day early. John was the most calculated political move in the history of the earth. He no he he what John. He wasn't a puppet for Gavin Newsom no. this whole time because he opened up one day before L.A. did. Yeah. So I'm just saying. Yeah. I'm just saying he was he's the greatest he saw, ever to do it. He saw the numbers separately and decided yeah. we, we were ready. He he went about his own way when yeah. and he looked at his own numbers. Yeah, that was awesome. God. Well, what was the thing about like they were keeping these numbers a secret in the beginning? I re- I've just like what are you talking about? You're keeping it a secret. What does that even mean? What what secret? Yeah, it's you. You said you said it off air. Like this interview with Steve Hoyce, should, like it's awesome when they're trying to fix stuff. But like it just shows how like complicated and, and complex healthcare is. And like, I mean, the governor's part part of it. Like the more the more transparent and the simpler healthcare could be explained, in my opinion, and just used, it's probably a better product. I'll tell you what happened is Gavin Newsom's winery was probably going downhill, and the weather's starting to get a little bit better heading yeah. into March, so he's got to make sure that it's ready to roll, opening it up. Uh, that's Nap- probably what happened. Napa in March, it's beautiful. That's you- what I'm saying. That's, that's, that's wine time. March is wine time. Darty season starts rolling back around. So I'm telling you, that's why he was opening up. Yeah. He probably had to get a haircut because he has got to go to a wedding or something like that. So that's why he probably opened everything up. But Bobby Garcia has too many uh, uh, spots on MSNBC where he's got to go uh, look good. So he had to get his haircut. So he opened up the the barbershop over there by Rosini's with my boy uh, Sonny, the Asian dude that works there. Unreal. Great haircuts. Uh, 11 bucks, by the way. I like that. But if you're a new listener... You must know, would Paul and I go to a darty with Gavin Newsom and Robert Garcia? Oh, 100%. You're damn right we're I all, would. We're all wearing different colored, colored shorts and oh, collared shirts. I'd do it in a heartbeat. A nice a nice white wine in our hands. It's about 1 p.m. The sun's shining. See, and that's what pisses me off about uh, the rat, for one. I know you're listening, rat, you little fuck. <laughs> I know you're listening. But that's what pisses me off about the rat so much is that the rat just doesn't get us. Yeah, the rat doesn't get it because he's not human. No. Well, true. Or she. Or she. 
he or she just doesn't get us. Yeah. Because, yeah, I'll talk a little bit of smack on uh, Gavin Newsom because I disagree with some things, but I disagree with some things with you, John. Yeah, that's right? true. I do. But that doesn't mean that I won't hang out with them. Oh, you got that wrong. <laughs> I'll go to a winery with Gavin Newsom any day of the week. Tomorrow. Tomorrow. In fact, I'll go with yesterday. I'll go, I'll go with Robert Garcia today, one day early, because it's a little safer. <laughs> yes. Good point. But and then I'll go with Garcetti tomorrow and uh, Newsom. Thousand percent. And we'll throw back some wine. Yes. And we'll shoot the shit a little bit. They got us chip in a little bit more than me, though. Yeah. Well, they gotta go three Dutchmen, but this Dutchman is gonna pay a little bit later. You know what? From a, can I just can I just attack this from a craft beer perspective? I think I think Newsom's gonna be a huge Kolsch guy. I really do. Oh yeah. Oh. What, oh yeah. What What do you think his favorite wine is? Oh, Newsom. Yeah. Vignet. You think? Yeah. I think he's probably well. Newsom's a Malbec guy, in my opinion. I know that you're the small EA of the pod. You know a little bit more than me. I think he's a Malbec guy, and I'll tell you right now that uh, Robert Garcia, he's a Pinot guy. Yeah, he's a for sure oh, Pinot. There, there, there is no more Pinot guy than him. Yeah. Noir, Grigio, it don't matter. He likes them all. He likes them all. He likes a good Pinot. And... What I think they would enjoy is if we took them to the Syrah County. Yeah. Me and you. Well, mm-hmm. Some big Syrahs. Oh, God, yeah. Oh, God. I mean, we are the cab sav capital of the world, me and you. <laughs> Nobody enjoys a cab more than me and you. Oh, uh, well, it's second nature to call a cab. I'm I'm living in New York City here, and I'm calling a cab like three times a day. You best believe it. Yeah. I wonder how cabs are doing. Probably not well, huh? Taxis? Yeah. Well, they weren't doing well before this. That's true. You know what I didn't what I thought about the other day is in like New York and stuff, like all those cold cities, they shut down indoor dining and that's why they're struggling. I think they had outdoor dining available, but it's like fucking twelve degrees in New York. Yeah. So they were pissed about it that they shut down outdoor dining or indoor dining. But in California, we were pissed that they shut down outdoor dining. When you can freaking still eat out there because it's 65 degrees outside. Yeah. Like, New Yorkers would kill to eat outside in freaking California. Yeah. You know? Yeah, we have it pretty good out here. We do. But just, well, we're open again. I don't yeah, know if you've heard. That's true. Dude, I'm t- by the way, uh, I don't go on Instagram a lot, as you know. But 908 the meme page was electric this weekend. <laughs> yeah, you like it? It was the most electric it's been, I think. And I have like three more I didn't even post. Oh, they're just right there in the holster. Uh, they're in, yeah. You ready if, to roll? If I need them. Yeah. All right. I like that. Yeah. All right. I got one quick thing to tell you, and then the athlete of the week, and then we'll be gone. Okay. Does that make sense? It's good. Uh, I don't know if you saw this, John, but they're shooting a commercial over there in downtown Long Beach. Modelo. Oh, yeah. Modelo commercial. See. They got to tell us this stuff before it happens. Yeah. Like, we'd go be a couple of extras over there. Mm-hmm. No? Mm-hmm. Have we thrown back a few more Modellos than we'd like to admit? No, because we'll admit it right now. Yeah. And you're, you know what? Speaking of El Paraiso, the amount of times I've had a Modelo and a tequila shot there <laughs> is a, more than 100 times. Yeah. And I'll do it tomorrow with Robert Garcia. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I saw that. That's cool. Uh, Valley was probably there. 
He was. You in know, the he mix. was throwing that yeah, couple of Medellas. My boy, that old dirty dog. Oh, he probably had a blast during fight night. You know, he's a big like. Uh, Is he a big UFC guy? I don't know. He's more of a boxing guy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But does he like UFC? Maybe well, he's a little more technical. He's a little more yeah, technical. He yeah, he is. But he still likes E and E. Oh hi, yeah, hi E and E. Well, you lay the bunt down so you can get the big, you know, the big hit. Yep, and that's that's true. That's that's, that's <laughs> Valenzuela right there. That's a good point. In a nutshell. But so, but they did this commercial. See, this is another thing. It's okay to film a commercial in downtown Long Beach, but I can't go to Tracy's outside. You know what I mean? Yeah, I mean like I, that's fucking bullshit. The I just talked to a business owner who literally like he converted he was lucky enough to have like some connections to like the industry. So he he's like surviving by letting indoor filming happen because he can't he couldn't have outdoor dining. Like <laughs> just, What? Uh, because that's what's open because that's who has influence is like, see, that's just, that's just, I can't believe it. Like, yeah, they got, I mean, cash is king, I guess. Huh? Isn't that what they say? Cash is king. Cash is king. And it seems like, well, I don't know. Maybe I'm not an expert, John. I'm real, I'm real down. It just, it just, you're, sh- you're a roller coaster of emotions. It just shows that no matter, I mean, I might have the biggest influence in Southern California outside of politicians, but it just shows how much bigger politicians are than even me. Yeah. And that's a real shame. Yeah. Crazy. Crazy. All right. You got anything else? That's what, all I'm saying is that the next time there's a goddamn commercial in Long Beach, somebody has to tell us. Okay. It, it, it's absurd that we weren't in it. These pretzels are making me thirsty. I think I could go for a Medella. It's that Bingo. Done. Bingo. You know that meme? Uh, that meme. What's the guy? Leonardo DiCaprio where he points at the TV. He's got a drink in his hand and he points at the TV. Yeah. That's our listeners when they see us in a Modelo commercial in Long mm-hmm. Beach. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah. Like, holy shit. Yeah. Those are our guys. God. Rad, I hope you're enjoying this, you fuck. <laughs> I'm telling you, man. He or she. He or she. You're enjoying this. Rad. I know it. All right. Let's get to the 908 Athlete of the Week. I haven't looked at my phone once. All thing, but I got I forgot who the 908 athlete of the week is. Okay, so go I gotta for go it. back and look. Okay, John, the 908 athlete of the week this week, Jalen Neal. Mm-hmm. You hear about this guy? He's a 17 year old and he just signed to play for the LA Galaxy. Here we go. Yeah, he well, technically, he probably isn't the 908 athlete of the week because. He went to Mayfair and he's a Lakewood kid. Oh no wonder you picked him. You love you, you know, love Mayfair. But you know I love uh what's his name now? What's his, what's your boy's name? Justin Turner. You know I'm a big red turn guy. Yeah, yeah. I've been saying it through and through. Long uh-huh. Beach till I die. Yeah. Uh but honestly, there's literally nothing going on, so that's why I picked this guy. But kind of cool. It, it gives me a nice little throwback, John. I mean, this guy will never be as good as Freddie Adu. Obviously. No. So, 
But if he does end up being pretty good, we could just claim him just like everybody does. You yeah. know, what's his name? Jalen Neal. Jalen Neal. Lakewood. Yeah. Born in Long Beach, but he reps Lakewood. But didn't didn't we say something about Lakewood the other day? We're going to pick up the Lakewood Mall and put it on the Queen Mary. Mm-hmm. Right? Yep. So yep. We're, we're basically Lakewood now. Yeah, we're Lakewood. Uh, yeah, that's... I just I don't know enough about like how MLS works. Is that like crazy good or is that just like when people get drafted? Well, he could have went to UC Irvine, okay, and decided to go to play for the Galaxy Smart. instead. I don't even know if they're having games though for college sports. Um, this is good news for uh, Long Beach State baseball though, right? That we're open. Are they gonna have a season? I don't know. See, but hmm. I'm assuming they are because how can you have college football and then college basketball and then not just play college baseball? Oh, yeah. Am I wrong? No, you're totally right. Yeah. Like if Long Beach State basketball can play and literally nobody watches them, then yeah, Long Beach State baseball can play. Am I wrong? Long Beach State baseball is like a name. Right. We're They're literally like, top 25 in the country. Yeah. There's a lot of baseball teams out there, John, and we're like number 20. I feel like Valley needs fans in the seats, though. Yeah, to really get the any high. To get the any. I mean, he can create it in the clubhouse, there's no doubt. But he needs, well, or he needs to pay us to live, live uh, what's it called? Broadcast. Yeah. Ooh, Valley, he'd be good at that. Valley. We could live broadcast it. We should, I'm going to hit him up. I'm going to text him. I'm going to text him see if we can get him on the show ne- uh, next week. Okay. Just a little a little phone interview. Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Are you going to kill anybody? If he wants to invite us into the office, give oh, us well, some more. Oh, shit, I'll go. I mean, you know what I mean? Like, twist my arm. I'll go sit in the in the baseball office at Blair Field. Oh, yeah. There's no place I'd rather be, it's honestly. It's basically our satellite office. Yeah, good point. But I'm in. All right. They, they got to have a season. They're, they're going to have a season. Yeah. Now that you put it that way. Yeah. I mean, if, yeah. Right. There's literally football, and basketball. They're going to have baseball. They play outside. They play outside. Yeah. They're, yeah. They're going to play. It's only January. Right. Isn't it January? Yeah. They start in February, right? Like mid February. And that's where all of the, well, are they going to limit travel? Well, are going to limit travel because usually all those East Coast schools in the beginning of the season are out west playing against all the west schools because the weather is good. Yep, yep. You know? So, is it just going to be California just going at it? I mean, we got the German Falcon. Oh, by the way, oh, this could have been the 908 Athlete of the Week, but he'll probably be the 908 Athlete of the Week a million times in the future. Uh, Zach Petway is preseason All-American. No way. Yeah. Is this his senior year? I think so. But I think they get an extra year. Okay. Because of all this going on, which is kind of cool. I mean, he's going to get, what do you think, taking 13th overall to the Nationals? See, now I'm sad about this last year being a pandemic. Because usually we just kind of run into Zach Petway like once a year. Yeah. We haven't seen him in a while. I know you're out there. He's probably listening. Yeah. He's probably getting an A in some class right now. I'll tell you what, man. What's Ryan doing? Where does Ryan go to school? Do we know? you you announced it on air one time, but I forget. Yeah, you're right. I did, didn't I? Yeah. But where? I forget. 
He's probably playing quarterback somewhere. I think he's not. He went. He chose the school route. Smart kid. Yeah, but he's probably walking on somewhere. Yeah, that's if anybody could. Yeah. Huh? I miss those kids. Yeah. Let me tell you something about those two kids. I don't know if there's a better duo of brothers in the city. Can you name anyone better? Hmm. Uh, no. Can you name any nicer kids? No. Because I can't. No. And it isn't those Willifords. Oh, those pesky. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, I love the Willifords. I'm just joking. Uh, all right, that's it. You got anything else? Uh, let's get out of here. Let's, uh, yeah, let's get out of here. Let's have a week, huh? Let's have ourselves a week. Let's get out there. Let's dine outside a little oh, bit. Oh, yeah. Hey, can I interest in me and you going somewhere this weekend? Yeah. As a couple of friends? Yeah, sure. I'd like that, okay. wouldn't I? Yeah. All right. Hey, John. I'll see you out there. Make it a great week or not. The choice is yours. Life is great in the 908, John. Shoot or shoot. So shoot your shot. Stop me, your game looks sloppy, you need more practice, maybe you like this, to enjoy the game by midway, I can drive around you, even shoot a trait, a three-point threat, no sweat, you can bet, back it out and fade away all net, hang time. what you wanna do, tell me, what you gonna do when I come through, bang. You know the rules, crossover dribbles, taking you to school like that next time. Remember who you're playing, you get no mercy. Know what I'm saying? If you reach, I'ma teach. Too far to lay up, catch you on a rebound, game over, stay up. Yeah, what you gonna do when I come through? Oh, what you wanna yeah. do? Hang time, y'all. You know what I'm saying?